0: Here we go. The weather's warmer. That can only mean playoff hockey. and also means the NFL draft is done. We're going to be talking about the Washington Commanders and Caps in the playoffs so much more. It is a D.C. sports huddle. I'm Dave Johnson, Rob Woodford, Dave Preston, George Wallace. Thanks, as always, for the time you spent with us. We are sponsored by MGM National Harbor Harbor for the latest in Washington sports. Visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fans paradise again sponsored by MGM National Harbor for the latest in Washington sports visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fans paradise all right uh, commanders they got back the picks basically they traded to get Carson Wentz uh, I think they also fulfilled a lot of needs, and they get some players that they expect, at least as Ron Rivera said, in the top four picks that will come in, and he expects them to make a difference in their first season. So I'm pleased with, with the uh, the draft. Rob Woodfork, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, I, I give it a enthusiastic thumbs sideways because I don't necessarily – I don't necessarily hate the players that they took. Uh, Jahan Dodson, nice player. He sounds like he's going to be a good fit here. Um, I, I like a lot of the players that they got. It's just where they got them. Because, I mean, who were the guys that we were talking about at 11? We were talking about Kyle Hamilton. We were talking about Chris Olave. We were talking about uh, Jamison Williams. All of those guys were on the board at 11. And then you trade back, and then you get a guy who was legitimately stunned to have been selected at 16, he thought he was going to be a second round pick. And then your second round pick thought he was going to be a third or a fourth round pick. So, you know, I, I, am trying not to read too much into that uh, in and of itself, but they, it it just really reeked of desperation. uh, Some of those uh, picks that they made, it felt like there were better fits and better players that were available specifically with those first and second round picks. I linked to it in my column, on wtop.com there were three guys who were really good including the kid from uh Montana State who my brother borderline scouted because he's a Montana State alum and they never send guys to the NFL so uh yeah the uh, washington had some better uh picks there but just like hey look like uh like Martin Mayhew said right uh, everybody they, they know better what they need in that building than yeah. we do on the outside so uh, well that's, that's... But, but his job's on the line not mine <laughs>
0: right, but no, and ex- well, and that's exactly why I don't want to say you just blindly trust what they're doing, but right. you know, very much their job job is on the line. And I'll say this, and I remember you had said last week, Chris Olave is a receiver. You're going to take a receiver at that position, unless I'm misquoting you. Right. Take him. He would have been available. They could have had him for whatever reason. Dotson was their guy, and and so it is about fit and opportunity. We can say, well, he's too small or this or that. But and I, this is the thesis I put out there. We've all been down the road before when the coach makes a pick or the team makes a pick that really the owner wanted and not the coach. And we know how that works out. So these thing,
1: uh, I've, I've heard that there was not a consensus on some of those picks. So, you you, you know, you, you hate to hear that because it means that a lot of the dysfunction that has existed in that building for decades continues to be an issue, even though, you know, you love Ron Rivera, you love a Martin Mayhew, those guys, those are respected names in the NFL. But, you know, if you're still existing within a plane of, uh, of dysfunction, then, you know, that Although, I'll out. say,
0: I'll say this. I've seen, uh, heard, uh, you're not always going to get good consensus on draft picks, especially oh, sure, when, sure, you, sure. when you sure. pick as, as low as 11 and yeah. I say as low as 11, that's still pretty high. All right, George, jump in here. And then we'll go to Dave.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I again, it's with the draft thing. He, I love the the draft grades. Nobody has any idea, <laughs> right? I, I just that's just my favorite part. But look, people love it, they, huh? People love it though. People I know. Love
0: okay, it. that's yes, fine. People, people can, can love it. it. Yeah. That's that's fine. But look, I think it's a, they, they I, also they also love the Kardashians. So I mean, you, <laughs> you make a solid point.
1: You make a solid point.
2: Wait, you mean you don't? All right. No. Let's, uh, okay, so. Sure. <laughs> the receiver. Okay. They want, they needed the extra picks. Okay. They got him. They could have had Hamilton, which I think everybody on this board, uh, our draft board would have, uh, you know, would have taken them taken him first and he goes to the Ravens. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Dotson. I think he's going to play right away in the slot. You get Robinson out of Alabama uh, to replace a Peyton Barber. Who's going to play Mathis also is going to play. He's going to replace Matt Ioannidis. You see that these guys went out and it seems like getting players that are ready to play. Now, whether that means how they're going to play, we don't know. But it seems that they could come in and are going to need to contribute. I have no problem with the Sam Howell pick either. A guy that had talked about going top three, top four, you know, a year ago. And then he lost a lot of those weapons at Carolina. His numbers were great as sophomore and junior year. And I think it's interesting that the way Mayhew said they saw him at Carolina's Pro Day a couple years ago throwing – to receivers. So they would have some familiarity. I Brown, one of them who's drafted by Washington. So you get a guy like how, and like Mayhew said, a lot of guys wouldn't go out there and volunteer their time to do that and throw in a pro day when they're not coming out. So they kind of like that about him and they got to see him. So maybe that is a positive. They are very high on this guy. And to hear them say when he fell to them in the round, they had to jump on him. I have no problem with that. So, you know, again, they that got was a, the
1: only one that didn't feel like a reach, though.
2: Yeah, agreed. And, <laughs> Everybody and, else felt like a reach. And there's no pressure on Howell coming in right now. I mean, right, it's, exactly. there's none whatsoever. You've got Wentz and you got Heineke, and then who knows? He can come in and just, and, and just play and just learn, and then when he's ready to go, he'll go. The Carson Wentz things, look, they want him to be the future, and that's fine, but look, this is his third team in however many years. He's got the issues. He You know, he pouted when they drafted Jalen Hurts. It's a different situation. But Brown Rivera was able was was uh, kept him in the loop and gave him a heads up that they're going to draft How he didn't have to do that, so you already know you're dealing <clears throat> with a, maybe a delicate Carson Wentz. And if it doesn't work, it goes sideways this year. They could cut the cord after one year. So I have no problem with it. I mean, look, they they filled some needs, and we have no idea about a lot of these guys. But they're going to be expecting them to play because as we have said multiple times on this year, very lovely program that we have. Uh, this is year three guys. They need to win. They need to win or do it
1: all over again. That's the thing that desperation. And this is what I said in my column is that the the desperation, you could feel it in the picks because like you said, they picked a bunch of guys who can play week one year one and not necessarily guys who are going to be stars for you in year two or three we saw RG three. We lived through that soap opera. He was a legitimate star in year one. And then he fell off the face of the earth and we categorize that rightfully so as a bust now. And there were guys like, uh, and, and maybe this isn't the best example, but a Patrick Mahomes didn't play at all his rookie year comes out his second year. Nobody knew that dude was going to be lights out mm-hmm. and he throws for 50 touchdowns. So it's like, we, we, you know, you, you don't necessarily draft a guy because you, he can, hit the ground running right away. You draft the guy because you're going to develop him into being the kind of guy that you can build your team around. I don't really see that in any of these picks. And I could be wrong on that. You know, our caveat, and we have to say this every year, we don't really know anything about these guys until two, three years down the line. This could be the best draft they ever had this week. We could be putting this up against the 1981 draft someday. (laughs) But well, and also, but also, system, so.
0: having, having right. said that, though they don't want to be seven and, and nine again, and so no, that, exactly. that's part of. So, exactly. and and regardless of whether it's, it's about their jobs or whatever, there's also a uh, culture, a psyche you want to continue. So you want to keep treading water, um, given the counter argument, why you get some guys that can make a contribution now because they do, as we discussed, some players left. Matt, George mentioned Matt, so on and so forth. You have needs you need to fill. By the way, whatever George is saying today. George, you in a doctor's office, that chair is so imposing. And I, I feel like I'm getting doctor's advice from you. So no matter what you say today, you're going to be you're going to win it all. Dave Preston, your I, I think the biggest
3: question is, are, are there highlights magazines or are you reading an ancient in the office? Because both both are just equally as, as important. Uh, I was right with you. Just one minute. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Now, as we've mentioned, this, you know, they this is a draft where guys might have a lower ceiling but with a higher floor. So these are guys who can play this year. You can plug and play them a lot easier uh than you know, than have them being projects. I think if this is year two, they don't make these selections. If this is year one, they might not make these selections. But this is year three coming up for head coach Ron Rivera. They did win the NFC East, albeit with a seven and nine record. His first season, they went seven and ten last year. This is a team that has not had a winning record in some time, and it's almost to the point where, yes, they, they're the ownership. It's a new world in Ashburn, and they have faith in the current regime. There's a front office that everybody digs, and everything's. These are the commanders, and they're doing the right, the right things the right way, and moving forward and doing that. But you got to win in this business. And a third straight losing record is not ideal if you're a coach looking for job security. So they need to get guys like Dotson, who, as George mentioned, can play in the slot from day one. Uh, Mathis is a kid who can fit into that defensive uh, line rotation from day one. Brian Robinson Jr. is a guy who can spell Antonio Gibson, a, a guy who... Had a better college career than Gibson, even though Gibson might have the upside. Robinson's a guy who averaged five yards a carry, playing in the SEC, rushed for over 1,000 yards. Also was able to contribute in the passing game, I think, had almost three receptions per contest. So here's a guy who can potentially play on day one. I also liked, as we mentioned last week, getting quality from quantity. More draft picks, more guys they needed to take this year. Need to make the 53-man roster. Yes, they're going to get some free agents. They're going to get some undrafted guys. But they needed to get some guys who can fit into the two deep. Guys who can play on special teams. Maybe Christian Holmes finds his uh, you know you know role as uh, on either kick coverage or kick returns or something like that. So there there will be places for these guys on this year's roster. Uh, is it? I think we've talked in the past about how this team, instead of hitting a home run has been hitting singles and doubles. I think this is the classic singles and doubles draft where I don't see any of these guys lead exiting the park, but I see each of these guys potentially getting on base.
0: Well, all right. Let's go around and get our final point on the Commanders' uh, draft, and I'll just start with and and I think Rob made a, a great point, and and we all agree that it's Martin Mayhew, Ron Rivera's job, and they. One thing that sold me on the Dotson pick, because I'm I'm not going to claim here that I've watched a lot of uh, Dotson tape and and video. So, uh, uh, but he made the point. They made the point about part of what uh, sold them on Dotson was who he was playing with, not against, but with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're playing in the Big Ten. That's a good conference. But he's, uh, the, the the theme was that he made the quarterback for Penn State better. Uh, it, it, opposing defenses, he was a focal point. It's not like Ohio State has six other wide receivers or, or I'm exaggerating, but the, but the point being, he succeeded, even though he was the focal point. He made his quarterback better. And I think it's more like 10 of his 21 career touchdowns are for over 40 yards so, or, 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 so, or 40 yards or somewhere in there. So he, he's a big threat be- because they've decided we're going to win with Carson Wentz. So he does need weapons around him.
3: And Dave, if I may interject, you know, I, I actually saw him carve up the Maryland secondary last November. He just he <laughs> catches 242 yards, three touchdowns. He was the difference in that game. Now, granted, Maryland is in the big Ten, one of the, uh, one of the softer defenses in that conference, but he was the best option. He was the best player on the field that day. You need guys on your roster who can be the best player on the field and I uh, Dotson was that guy that day. You talk about all the touchdowns he had that that were 21 yards or more. It felt like every one of his touchdowns came that afternoon, even though he only scored three of them. All
0: right. And while we got you, your final point on the draft? I'm going to think it's
3: a decent draft uh, until proven. Otherwise, we won't know until two or three years down the road. This is a draft that if things don't turn well this year or next, you're going to see it's going to be an unfortunate draft where, uh, there may be a coaching change, you know, two years from now. And some of these guys won't get the chance to fully develop. So, but I think it's, uh, I think it's a crew that can, uh, we will see just about every one of these guys play on Sunday this fall. And if not,
0: it'll be a failure. Bob Woodfork.
1: Uh, if I have to give it a letter grade, I give it a C uh, again. I, I don't, I, I like the guys that they got for the most part, just I don't like where they took them and especially the trade back. Uh, you know you need to get more in return for that first round pick than what they got at least one or two uh trade charts that, that washington came up short in that trade from a, uh f- from what they got back uh standpoint so uh, i'm gonna say they gotta see on that with the potential to be better yep.
0: And read Rob's piece at WTLP.com. He worked too hard on it because he hasn't shaven in three days. So that's good. Well, you got to go to wtlp. Please hey. give me a
1: click.
0: <laughs> that's right. Give a click. Give a click. All right, Dr. Wallace, I need to defer to you in that uh, <laughs> royal For the record. I
2: haven't shaved in a month and
3: it's <laughs> still coming in.
0: So <laughs>
2: uh, Look, it's a, it's a different, it's a different approach this year than we've seen in a long time. These guys are going to – you better hope that come July and August that a lot of these guys haven't been cut from the final 53. That's what you're going to say about it. I mean, it's they pick guys that have been captains on their team. They pick guys that are supposedly ready to play, and and they have to do that. They have to plug holes through the draft. They didn't do much in free agency, and that was well-documented because of the money they spent on Carson Wentz. So they had to go out and do that now. You also – keep in mind, too, the Mathis deal, too, not only Ioannidis, but you're not extending Deron Payne. So he's probably done after this year. So you have to start looking at holes there. Uh, and, you know, we'll see if this approach works. We have no idea. I like the fact that they got guys from solid programs that are used to winning. And because they're certainly not used to winning here. And you've heard uh, Jonathan Allen and guys like that, the Alabama guys. They don't they get very frustrated with this. So you get guys from winning programs that are used to winning. And hopefully that can translate to this level.
0: That That is an important fact. All right. Speaking of not shaving, let's go to the Capitals in the playoffs because it's playoff hockey in the NHL. And I know nice. I know the Florida Panthers are almost 30 years old as a franchise. And I know the Tampa Bay Lightning are the two time defending champions. But I, 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 I still can't wrap my head around it. Hockey, Florida, and let's get fired up. But these these are so the, well, Florida Panthers, the best team in the league. We're told uh, by by the record of the Tampa Lightning, the two time defending champions. I'll just start with the miss of the the, the capital success. We're not going to ride it on goaltenders because. Up uh, the regular season buzzer sounded, and Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov. Neither one of took control of that. I think Vanacek will be the starter for Game One, but the the whole playoffs because the scoring will go down. It it'll be how often one goal overtime margins. It'll be if the Connor Shearys, the Marcus Johansons, the Anthony yeah. Mantis, if they step up and they come up with big goals, that's going to make a difference for the Capitals. Yes, Ovechkin. yes, Backstrom, all those guys can score. But suddenly in the playoffs, uh, there's just not as much room on the ice, and that's why you need other scores. Go to you, George Wallace, because you're looking like you're pontificating now. I love that chair. We're gonna. It's going to be on an e- available on eBay. At the end of <laughs> Masterpiece theater. Right. Yes, Dr. Wallace, go ahead. This is my new home studio. <clears throat> um,
2: they... <laughs> I, look, I, I have no idea what to expect from this Cap teams. We've seen all different kind of things with this Caps team this year, and if they play good hockey, which we've seen the last month or so in good stretches, then I think they have a chance of being the top seed. I mean, they've been in the second wild card since January. They really haven't budged since that spot. I mean, so you know they've had chances to move up, and then Ovechkin gets hurt this last week, and they've kind of hit the you know hit a dud the last few games here. So hopefully they can turn around, getting into the playoffs. I know coaches uh, Peter Laviolette saying that likes to see some of the things that they have been doing translate into the playoffs. So they are playing some decent, solid hockey. We'll have to wait and see, but as Dave mentioned, playoffs come down to goaltending. We saw it there in their Stanley cup run. And if they don't have it, especially against a team like Florida, it could be a, an early exit. If you catch fire, catch, catch lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to put it, then maybe they got a chance for an upset here. Look, as far as when you've got a backstrom and, and an Ovechkin on team, as far as I'm concerned, you got a chance in a series, right? I mean, that's just a given. So, and this team, this group, we talk about it every year, this core group, this core group, well, they've been there. They know how to get it done. Yes. We've seen the early playoff exits, but let's keep in mind too. They have won a cup. They know how to get it done when it comes crunch
1: time. But I'll hey, keep in like, mind playoff exits have come when they are in the Florida. Uh, yeah. top spot. They, they won president's cup and all this other stuff. And then they go and then they flame out in the playoffs. Maybe this is the, approach for them. Maybe they come in as the underdog and uh, and they rise up and knock off a Goliath that has all of the uh, pressure on them. And like you said, you got an Alex Ovechkin and I'm, I'm with Dave, like the role players are going to have to step up, but the guy who's going to inspire them is Alex Ovechkin. He was banged up. He didn't play the last few games of the regular season, he comes out there, he scores a couple of goals. That's going to set some of these other young guys on fire. And maybe they rally up and and, and play out of their minds. And maybe one of these goaltenders really separates himself and ends up being good. So I'm actually picking, and I know we haven't hit this portion yet, but I'm going to say caps in seven, because I, uh-huh. I just because a lot of people aren't picking them, I, I think well, this is their opportunity to be the underdog who advances deep into the playoffs.
0: Before we get to you, Dave Preston, something I said 13 years ago, or whenever the Ovechkin uh, contract was, was signed, it was my belief that we would win multiple Stanley Cups with Alex Ovechkin. Not because uh. I'm a level two youth hockey coach, which, by the way, I am, but because he is a once in a generation player. And look what those kind of players have done Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. They've won multiple Stanley Cups. Alex Ovechkin is not. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as to say if he doesn't, that'll that'll impact his legacy. But I I really believe uh, that he a player as great as he is, uh, there should be another cup assigned to his name. Maybe it will be this year. We'll see, Dave.
3: Well, and, and I think what, what's different with hockey as opposed to other sports is it really does take a, especially in 2022, where, you know, your best player on the ice, unless he's your goaltender, is getting off the ice every 35 seconds. So I think, as we've already mentioned, secondary scoring is going to be pivotal. The Connor series need to step up. Uh, the, you know, Tom Wilson, I mean, I, even though he's having a career year, career best in goals and assists, I think he could have a magical May. If this team wants to get past Florida, the Panthers aren't only just the best team in hockey this year. Uh, they're not just the highest scoring team in hockey this year. They're the first team to average over four goals per game in 26 years. I believe since the Pittsburgh Penguins back in the mid 1990s. So this is a team that can score like nothing else. Cause for concern. If you're the Capitals goaltending has been soft, no matter how good Nick Jensen and Dmitry Orlov are in the, and and John Carlson are, as far as preventing traffic up front, your goaltender needs to be solid. I uh, it's, And we've seen either guy, whether it's Vanacek or Samsonov, fall flat on their face early and often this season. That's a concern. But cause for confidence, Alex Ovechkin. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov has had a great season as well. I, I see this game, I see this series going maybe five or six games, but I don't think the Caps have the firepower to keep pace. With the Panthers, and I just don't see the goaltending holding up over a long series.
0: Okay, so Rob's got caps and six. You've got the Panthers, George. Seven, uh, but yeah, six. Yeah. Six out here.
2: Yeah. I'm going, I feel I I'm I'm go, I'm flipping it. I'm going with the caps too. They're gonna to pull the upset because nobody's six and two. How about right, well, Preston? Well,
0: Hey, Lou, hey it's Louie from landover well well no and I'm gonna go with the uh the, the caps in, in seven and I'm gonna base that again on what I said 13 years ago i I still believe Alex of no right, Alex of etchkin should have multiple Stanley cups yeah. and and um why not this year and and so I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna say yeah. caps in seven I, I Dave Preston's got all the, so intelligence. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. No, you're not, not the, the bad, bad guy. guy. No, no you're, you're gonna want it. You're gonna be right. You're the one that's gonna be right. You're, you you're the smart guy. <laughs> but, but I, knows. I've I've got to go with what I. You know, I'm running out of time with Ovechkin. I maybe he yeah. will play with forty, but I said he's gonna win multiple cups. More than a decade ago, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by that, Dave. You're oh, gonna
1: a, and also he needs a second cup but for no other reason. It shuts up everybody in Pittsburgh right. uh, trying to get Sidney yes. correct cup into this conversation. Oh, well,
2: and and let's be honest, you want to see them win a second cup so they can go parade through DC like yes. the first time. Right. Because that's that's really the, the what we need, hey, gentlemen. Before you. I depart, gonna all up the line of scrimmage Saturday. One of, what, what an
3: incredible day of sports we have on the plate this Saturday. We start off with the Caps hosting Florida at one. Then, of course, we have the Kentucky Derby uh, as the first of three crown races. We wrap up at night. I believe Josiah Gray is starting for the Nationals against the Los Angeles Angels. They've got a lot of star power, including Anthony Rendon, who's actually not hurt at this time. And I'm going to be wearing the uh, fedora with the uh, Madras jacket at Gold Cup.
1: There all,
0: it right. Is. There it okay. is. all right george, the uh, and, there it is okay all
1: right george there it
0: is anything else <laughs> no, Never mind. i can't Odible. top that i'm not wearing a hat no, no. i going to the bus cat. no i'm so, no, Rob... wearing a red suit or anything right. hey uh, but quick shout out to the mystics they start their season regular season friday may 6th mike Thibault, appreciate him not only do Love we have elena Al- 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 deladon but we have one of the best coaches in women's basketball history coaching our team here and
1: that's why we're the best quotes from any coach in this region. He is yeah. selfishly for our purposes. Yeah, he's great. Well, you can just again, let him go and then you just, you, you have to cut his down.
0: <laughs> well, he goes back to the Lakers with magic and his breadth of experience and, and, and even as I talked about, I did a feature story in the 80s when he was coaching Calgary in a league that was for players 6-5 and under when they tried a small basketball league. So, I'll (laughs) bore you with that story next week.
1: NBA is now, so.
0: (laughs) It goes in cycles. We're sponsored by MGM National Harbor for the latest in Washington sports. Visit MGM National Harbor Experience the Sports Fans Paradise. With all this stuff going on, even Dave's fedora and George's chair, I think we have that. We'll see you next week. Break.